go ahead and get started. Um, this is the Mankey PP Pod uh, episode 12. And I'm really excited about today's episode because we have Dom Angelica underscore smokes. That's her at. Uh, she goes by Mistress Angelica. And I've been on spaces with Mistress Angelica before, and it's always such a delight. I highly recommend joining um, a space that she's hosting. It's it's really interesting to hear, and uh, she's always good vibes. So I just want to welcome you. Welcome, Mistress Angelica. Good morning, good morning, and thank you so much for letting us reschedule this. I was feeling so bad yesterday, and I was like, I'm just not going to be that much fun. I would have pushed through for you, but I'm glad that this worked instead. No, and I'm glad that you're feeling better. I I also didn't want to put you through something while you were sick, you know? Like, I wanted you to feel good. I wanted you to have the energy, and I wanted us to have a fun conversation. So, absolutely, you know, I'm super glad that I could, you know, that we could reschedule this for today. I think that's great. Um, awesome. Well, I want to start off with the fact that you, you know, in your bio, it says that you have over 10 years of experience. Can you elaborate like what type of experience you have? What does that look like? What did those 10 years look like? Kind of, you know, a summarize there. So I actually decided to treat you today. This is something special. I've never told on Twitter the story of how I uh, met my first sub and he actually we just celebrated 11 years together in October so he was my first sub um, and he does still serve not in the same I mean you know it's changed how he has served you know over the years but I'm gonna tell you the story about how I got my first sub is is that okay yeah yes please please tell us the story about how you got your first sub yes Okay. <laughs> so when I was 21, I was running this catering company and I did a lot of the bartending um, for like the high end clients because um, it's the most, you know, face to face and stuff like that. So one night I was doing this event and this guy, he it was an open bar, but he wasn't drinking alcohol, but he just kept coming up and getting like water or soda. And every time he would tip me $20, but he would like put his head down and he would say like, thank you, mistress. And I'm like, it really did not click for me. Because at the time, like, I wasn't a dom, I just wasn't, you know, I've always loved kink and BDSM. That's always been something that's been part of like my sexual life. But at the time, you know, that's all it was. So I didn't really think of it. I was like, Oh, you know, it's kind of like, thank you, miss. Thank you, ma'am. Like just one of those type deals, you know. So at the end of the event, he comes up to me and he like puts his head down. He like hands me this envelope and just like walks away. So most people would be like, oh, weird. But at these kind of events, it's actually very, very common to get, um, you know, tips and things like that in envelopes. So whatever. I was super busy, threw it in my bag, didn't think anything of it. Totally forgot about it. So like the next day, it's like in the afternoon. And I'm like going through my bag looking for something. I find this envelope and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so I open it. It was $300. Now he had tipped me 120 the night before. So, you know, this was my, I, I really just got kind of thrown into femdom and findom like, <laughs> from a sub. But yeah, so there was 
300 in there and there was a note that said, you know, it would be my honor if I could take you out for a meal and shopping, I will pay for everything. And maybe if I do a good job, you would allow me to rub your feet. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, it was like so crazy, but I have to admit, I was like instantly intrigued. I was just kind of like, wow. So his business card was in there, his contact info, um, you know, so I look, of course, look him up and I'm like, spent a couple days, like trying to, you know, figure this guy out. I'm just like, you know, it just keeps playing like over like the whole night. Like as I went back over it playing in my mind, I realized like how that was all being set up, you know, but I was just too busy to really pick up on that. So I did agree to see him. We chatted for about a week. Um, and then we just kind of did like a low key, like coffee shop type thing, some local shopping. It was like a little town. Um, and we really enjoyed each other's company. So throughout the day, he just kept calling me mistress. And I finally like towards the end of the day, I kind of like called him out on it and just asked him directly. He drops to his knees on the sidewalk, like in public, which honestly, I feel like probably should have like horrified me, but the type of person I am, it really made me wet. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh my God, like what is going on? You know, like I was like really intrigued. I was like super into it. And he drops down on his knees like in public and he's like, um, ever since I saw you and how much control that you had over your staff, the fact that, you know, there's people twice your age, just like, you know, respecting you and your dominance and everyone's listening to you. Like, it was just amazing to see like the way that you just controlled everything, like no matter what happened. And he was like, all I wanted to do since that moment is serve you and make your dreams come true. And I just was like, blown away so you know I didn't really like answer right away I was just kind of like okay well this is definitely something we could discuss um you know in private <laughs> not in front of all these people um but yeah so that's honestly how um how this all came about for me and just my relationship with him and the way that it grew and changed is really what shaped me um so yeah so. <laughs> wow. No, that's an amazing story. So the way you got started was literally a submissive approaching you, giving you funds and being like, I think I love the way you command. I want to, you know, be part of that. Like, I want to I want to serve you. Um, that's really amazing. <laughs> you know, and, and you know what? That's really brave of him to do because a lot of subs aren't brave enough to do such things they're too scared to uh put themselves out there like your sub did you know he took a chance um and i think that it, it, it that is what differentiates you know a submissive that is like strong and brave and and willing versus a submissive that's like uh, too scared, you know, or too, um, f like flighty. I think that's the word that I'm looking for. Like scares easily. Uh, so yeah, thank you for sharing that story. That's, that's really interesting. So tell me about, uh, so tell me about the, the experience that you've had in the 10 years. Like, have you done like, I don't know, uh, you know, foot sessions over the last 10 years, what exactly do, would you say that you're more of an expert in, in the BDSM world, in this lifestyle? 
Yeah, so I would say for sure, most of my experience is in femdom. And I kind of um, do femdom like as an extension of that, like femdom is its own like specific kink, you know, um, not everyone that does femdom is into femdom. Um, but most people that are into femdom um, have some other like femdom type kinks as well. But for me, I am really, really into power. So the way that I have collected subs over the years is just very organically. I never worked in a dungeon or any of those things. Um, I, after meeting, I call him number one cause he was the first. Um, so after meeting number one and really just starting to like do my homework and, and learn more about like, you know, what being a dom is like, I'm one of those people who doesn't do anything half-assed. Like if I do something, I'm doing it, you know, to the best of my ability at all times. So, um, you know, I wanted to do the best that I could for him as well. And, um, you know, within the first couple years, I had started to really like pick up on cues and like figuring out men who were submissive. And for me, the thrill of it is taking like what you would normally consider finger quotes, like a normal guy, and then just gradually mind fucking him and breaking him until he's like begging to do something for me. He doesn't even know what he wants to do. He just knows that he like wants to make me happy, wants my attention. Um, and then I just kind of like mold and shape them from there. Like that's like my kink. <laughs> Could you could you give us an example of that? Because I think a lot of us hear that and we're like, well, okay, how would I do that? Like, how would I apply that? Like, what is the verbiage or what are the cues that you looked for uh, to know that a guy was submissive or how did you mold them? Can you give a, a, a more uh, defined example if, if you want to? You can. Sure. Um, so I worked in restaurants, um, as, you know, catering, chef, things like that. And so it was really easy. I'm almost always worked with mostly guys. So you've got like, you know, the more alpha guys who are the ones that are like being rude to the females and cracking jokes and just, you know, overall just being aggro jerks. And then you have the guys who are not really good at making eye contact. Um, they're very respectful. Like you almost want to say like, oh, your mom raised you right. But then you realize <laughs> that they are so intimidated by powerful women. So once you kind of hone in on your prey, I don't, <laughs> it's kind of a mean way to say it, but uh, once you kind of pick out like the weakest in the pack and you just sort of doing little things like paying attention to them and, you know, like, saying just I don't know for me it's more of like attention thing like I find a guy who's like shy awkward nobody really like pays any attention to him he's always kind of got his head lowered maybe blushes when you speak to them and I just start kind of like paying attention to them and then I'll be like throwing hints like oh you know shit I forgot to grab a Red Bull on my way in like it would be so awesome if somebody got me a Red Bull right now next thing you know they're gone five minutes later Red Bull's in my hand you know um, and then once you kind of get them like where all their like literally you walk in the door, their eyes are like seeking you out. Like you just have to like really sink your hooks in. And then once they start doing like those little things for you, then, you know, you've got them and then you can pretty much just get what you wanted. I mean, I had at one point like 12 guys in my kitchen who would fight over at the end of the night who got to wash my dirty, nasty kitchen shoes before I left. Like they would literally they would draw straws they would 
do like fit like sports betting i mean it was just so crazy like the way that they would all be competing to like buy my red bull clean my shoes you know i've had offers for foot rubs which i've definitely taken them up on um and then once once you kind of like build that start building that sort of like um some you know dom and submissive like situation with them um you know you like we would exchange like snapchats or whatever and i would just kind of like hit them up at weird times and or you know i like i smoke a lot of weed i have adhd so that's kind of like how what i use to keep myself focused so you know obviously i would be like oh you smoke well you should definitely like you know roll a bunch of joints for me they're so annoying and they'd be like oh my god i would love that like it really is easy, but you just have to pay attention and you just have to go slow. You don't, you know, like when a lion is stalking its prey, it doesn't like just run up on it. You know, it like sneaks around through the grass and just kind of like, you know, waits for its weakest and, you know, <laughs> most vulnerable opportunities. So, um, yeah, I don't, did that actually answer your question? <laughs> yeah, no, I think it, it helped paint a better picture for sure. For sure. Um, so you, so you've done, you've, uh, collected subs organically meaning like basically like in person you didn't join the online scene until uh recently until it was twitter the first time that you started joining the online scene pretty much i've never been a social media person um i grew up on a farm i'm very outdoorsy i even now like i do online sessions but i really really prefer um, the in real life stuff, like it's just something about like I feed off of like the fear and the excitement and subspace, like you know, like getting them in these places that they never knew they could be in. And like for me, you know, I just love that power and it recharges my batteries, you know. So the online's kind of lacking for me um, in that aspect. But I would say you know, I've definitely met some great subs online. Um, and we make it work, you know, we definitely make it work. Um, but my preference is is online. But I've, I like you said, I'm new to Twitter. So number one is actually the one that got me on Twitter. He um, at one point was my live in um, for a little while. And his mother was diagnosed with cancer, and she was dying. So he had to move pretty far, you know, a few hours away. Um, and so he started really kind of pushing me towards like just social media, Twitter more specifically, but I kind of started off with like a little Finsta account and, you know, like only fans and feet finder. And it just wasn't like, I just wasn't into it, you know? Um, and then finally I decided to give Twitter a shot and I know that this isn't typical, um, but for me, like I started making money on the second day, like once I realized that I could use this as an opportunity to meet more people to session with in person. And I started like kind of focusing on that, um, you know, I started meeting people right away. So I think for me, it was it's something honestly, I wish I had done a long, long time ago. But you know, I'm here now. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, and we're happy to have you. I So tell me about um, tell me about the pros and cons of, uh, you know, between like in-person sessions and online sessions. What do you see are the pros and cons between, between that, be meeting someone in person and doing it online? Um, I would say, honestly, the only con to the in-person stuff is like, 
meeting people in the beginning, like the first time, the second time, you know, just really getting to know like that, like I'm very good at reading body cues, but um, you know, you just got to kind of learn that person and they need to learn you. It's, you know, you build up the relationship online before you meet in person. So, you know, that Dom submissive like relationships already built, but you know, just like anytime you're going on a first date or, you know, meeting, going to a new job, like anytime you're, you know, meeting someone physically for the first couple of times, you know, I am not awkward with most, I, I don't ever feel awkward, but um, I've had a couple subs that just, I was like kind of getting like uncomfortable vibes from them. So that's where I feel like, you know, the communication is always like number one, most important. If you can't communicate with your sub and your sub can't communicate with you, then you're not going to have a good experience. And I think what's lacking for me with the online is, is building trust because, you know, people can say, you know, you can tell yourself, like, send me a video of you doing this task, send me a picture of you doing this task, you know, but at the end of the day, like, you don't know what they're doing when they're not logged in online with you, you know, so it's like really hard to build trust. I'm such a vibes person. And it's really like, so much easier to get vibes in person than it is online um unless you like you know we, you and I have done spaces together and and we've chatted and so like you know like I love your vibe and I think you're incredible I was actually a little nervous this morning which is so funny because I never in my life get nervous and I was just like oh I just my gosh so much, I have so much respect for you and like I was just like oh my god like am I like low-key nervous like this is crazy <laughs> I'm gonna you know I I'll tell you this like I one of the things that I I'm like, oh man, where I say like, oh man, about the spaces is that I'm, I can be really like bratty demanding um, and like giving no fucks. But then when I get on a space with other doms, I'm like, well, I think other doms are just my weakness. Like I've just, I just turn into like a complete, you know, chill out person where I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and drink, you know, a cup of water and talk to other doms rather than being like dominant in this moment. Um, and I think one of the reasons why I think it's like, oh man, for me, you know, it's because subs that might be listening to this are like, oh, Goddess Mari is too soft or whatever. And I'm like, no, I just have no reason to be mean to other doms. <laughs> why would I be mean to another dom? Or like, why would I have to need to put another dom in her place? Like, you're here, you're my guest. You know, it's like you're in my house or something like that. Like, you're, I'm welcoming you in, in, in my space and, and you, just as you've welcomed me in yours. Uh, so I really appreciate having you. Um, let's talk about meetups. I think a lot of doms have a lot of questions about meetups. Um, let's say, uh, you know, a dom is going for a meetup for the first time or, or wants to go on a meetup or a sub wants to meet up with her. How would you recommend that process goes from like the beginning to end? What is, what is like the step-by-step -step that a dom should do there? Okay, so this is actually something that I feel super passionate about is educating people on doing cash meets and IRL sessions, because it can be very dangerous. It, it can be because I say this, and, and I'm sorry, I know this is a repeat for you. But since you're recording, no, please <laughs> repeat away. No, repeat away. And also, I, I just, uh, um, before you start, I want you to 
um, explain there the difference between cash meet versus in real life session because a lot of people get these things confused. I've noticed. So different. They are so different. And you know what? Because I know you had sent me a message about some most common questions that I get in my DMs from other DOMs. And this is this is actually one of them. What's the difference between a cash meet and an IRL session? So a cash meet is kind of like quick wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like it's, you know, 15, 20 minutes tops. It's, you know, you meet, you meet up wherever it is that you guys decide, you know, that you're going to meet. And they, you know, for everyone, I think it's a little different for me. I like it when they come up and get on their knees and, you know, hand me the money and and kneel there while I count it. I mean, but it just depends on where you're meeting and who you're meeting and, you know, but anyway, so it typically is like an exchange of cash. Maybe they kiss your shoes. Maybe they lick your shoes. Maybe if you're generous, you let them take it off and sniff your sock. But I mean, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty explanatory. It's a cash meet. You're meeting and you're giving cash. I mean, that is a more pure finum kink is a cash meet. IRL sessions are more femdom. So they are, you know, pegging, whipping, foot worship. Um, you know, it, it, it can be a ball busting, um, you know, things like that. It can be a lot of stuff, but it's a lot more physical. So you need a location to do it. Um, it can't just be done in like a, you know, bank lot or whatever. Um, and so either one though, there's such I mean, that answers the question about the difference, right? So I can get into like the protocol for like leading up to that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I both, I just want to make it a little bit more distinct here. Both involve money or you, you are getting paid for both. Yeah. I just (laughs) put that in there. (laughs) I mean, me personally, for my IRL sessions, I charge $300 for one hour. Um, if I have to travel, I am willing to travel up to one hour, but I charge an additional $50 for that, which has to be sent to my cash app, uh, first, cause I use it for like gas and tolls. And then I also charge a $50 deposit because that way, if somebody, you know, just changes their mind, they get scared, they feel intimidating, whatever, you know, and they don't show up or they cancel. It's not a complete waste of my time. What about the cash meet? How much would a cash meet be? Um, I usually say if it's someone local, like I usually do 200 minimum. Sometimes I do like 150, 175 if it's like, you know, pretty close to where I am normally at. Um, But honestly, uh, if someone wants to impress me, I'll tell them like a minimum of 200. But I won't travel far for cash meets either because they're just so quick and it's not worth it for me. Like I'll only travel up to an hour for an IRL session. Um, But yeah. Typically, I would get like 150 to 300, depending on the sub, how long you've been chatting, you know, where you're going to. But yeah, I mean, it's typically much, much less. Do the do the guys that are interested in cash me? How do they do they approach with saying like, I want to do cash me? How does it happen? Um, yeah, so usually that's what will happen. Someone, and if they're smart and they actually want to cash me, they're going to pay tribute first. And then they're going to pay, then they're going to come in your DMs with the screenshot and say, hey, I just paid your tribute, you know, um, and I'm interested in setting up a cash meet. Typically, someone who wants cash meets, they're like, you know, they're not really interested in ownership. They're not interested in building a dynamic. You might, it might be hard to even get them to really chat enough to like get to know them to feel comfortable to do the meet. Like they're, it, they're, cash meets are like, 
I find that a very specific type of sub is the one that hits me up for cash meets. Typically, though, what happens is people will say, I want a cash meet, and then I start talking to them. And what they really want is a full hour plus BDSM session. So yeah. I think subs in general don't know what the fuck they want. No, I, I have noticed, too, that, like, they don't know these these subs or, you know, kinksters whatever don't know the difference between cash meat and an uh, in real life session and another thing too that i i think you brought up in the last space was like the ones that want a session at least for me maybe for you as well angelica i think is that like they want to meet up right away but it's like you don't have like a profile picture you don't have any tweets i don't know anything about you and you just want me to meet you today like now like you just want me to set up a meeting like no there has to be a relationship here and trust built in order for me to to, to meet you um although you're now you're telling me mistress angelica that that guys that are into doing cash meets might not be too much into chatting is what you have found yeah so i completely agree with you i could not even tell you the amount of times that I'll open a message and it's like, can we meet, can we meet today? And I'm like, who are you? Like, what? <laughs> who are you? Like, have we even spoke before? Like, no, you crazy nut. I'm not going to meet you today. Like, what is wrong with you? Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Or they'll pay tribute and they'll be like, I want to schedule, you know, a cash meet or a session. And like I said, as soon as someone says cash meet, I always clarify because one out of 10 times, is it actually a cash meet? The rest of the time, it's someone wanting to do a session. And honestly, so many people that come in my DMs and want to schedule something, it's like, they're just horny. So they have this like immediate need to like have a foot, you know, shoved down their throat. But when you tell them that there's a process in order to meet you, a lot of times they just kind of fall off and the mess takes itself out, you know, like you don't even have to stress over it because people that are serious and actually want to meet you and you know are not just trying to like they want to like build even if it's just I call them my session subs they're ones that I build up the relationship with did the first session and then like we're you know like may maybe like hey how you doing every couple days whatever but like I feel comfortable enough with them that like they can hit me up and be like oh can I did you have any cancellations this week can you fit me in for a session and that's cool because we've chatted enough I've met up with them you know so like I just call them my session subs and that's fine and and that is okay and this is what I try and explain like I think a lot of subs will um they feel like it's either like ownership or nothing and that's not true you can be a community sub you can be a session sub you can be a twitter sub you can be an IRL sub like you just have to be very clear as to what you're looking for because that really for me is the biggest waste of time people talk about time wasters that's it right there for me is people who tell me that they want one thing and it's really not what they want. So then I spend my time and energy into trying to build something that really is just them wanting to just get deep throated, like honestly with my foot, like, or my strap or whatever. Like they just want something <laughs> laughing my strap. Um, but yeah, it's like, they just want, they, they're just really caring about their kinks. And to me, that's not a true submissive. A true submissive puts my happiness and my pleasure first. Right. So if all Amen. you're in, yeah, exactly. And if all you're in my DMs for is to just get a kink session, I'm fine with that. But just tell me that's what you want because I'm gonna pay a lot less attention to you. Right. One hundred percent. Yes. Preach. Uh so tell me about these sessions. Okay, so I 
uh, I got a smari, you know, get a DM from a, uh, a guy after he paid tribute saying they, he wants to do a session. What's the next step from there? Okay, so what I like to do is if someone wants to schedule a session, it's someone new, you know, I say, okay, well, that's great. But, you know, and and I know you kind of referenced this earlier, my favorite thing to say is like, as a dom, we put ourselves out there all day long, you see our face, you hear our words, you know, you watch our videos, you get to know who we are. Most subs come in your DMs with a little gray bubble <laughs> or a picture of a shoe or something. It's never like their face, you know? So you don't know what they look like. It's, you know, you go on their profile, half of them are like just retweeting and liking so many different things that it's hard to even like get a handle on like what their kinks are, you know? Um, so I just, that, and this is where like communication comes into play. So I just tell them straight off the bat. I say, okay, you want to schedule a session? These are my prices. If they're too high for you, please let me know now. You know what I mean? Cause right off the bat, because a lot of like, um, the newer doms that are just starting out. And like you said, the importance, the difference between a cash me and a session, they're not charging enough money. They're not valuing themselves and their time enough. So then, you know, a lot of times I will get people that are like, holy shit, $300 an hour. And I'm like, yeah, but that's what you get for a professional that knows what they're doing. You know, you're not going to get that for a hundred bucks. Sorry. So, you know, right off the bat, I tell them prices. If they agree to the prices, then I say, you know, okay, so the next thing is I need some video verification. So it can be simple as you just, you know, putting on your camera. It doesn't, I, I mean, honestly, I just want to see who I'm talking to. Like, I, and I don't understand why that's so hard for a sub to do. Like, you, I'm literally throwing wait, my wait. Out there. Oh my God. Wait, pause. Whoa, yeah. whoa. Time out. Hold on, hold on. We as doms get all day long, send us a verification video, send us a pic. And you're telling me that when you ask a sub to send for them to send a verification video, they're too afraid to do it? Yes, that's all they do. I would oh say 90% of them balk at doing video verification. And I'm like, do you think Stop. I'm going to see you in person? And I don't even know what you look like. Are you like, it's just blows my mind. Like <laughs> absolutely blows my mind. And I think what it is though, is most of the guys that I session with are married. And so they're so afraid to send that video for fear because there are doms out there that will post that and that's wrong you don't ever expose someone without consent I'm not I, I'm not big in exposure anyway I don't really do that so um you know like I like what I call praise posting like my subs that send nice messages or I get you know sends like I like to but I always even for that always ask the sub are you comfortable Absolutely. with me posting you know, I never, ever do anything without consent. But I think that right there is because there are doms that do really underhanded shit like that. That is why a lot of subs don't want to video verify. But at the end of the day, that is non-negotiable. Don't go meet a stranger. If they will not video verify, guess what? There's plenty of other subs out there that will. Don't ever meet someone that refuses to video verify, period. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, so let's say the video, they video verify, they agree to your prices. What comes next? So, and then it's chatting. So for me, it's like, okay, I want to discuss like, you know, and I just say to them because they haven't expressed ownership. It's a session. So here it's very, very 
okay for you to just straight out ask questions. You know, like a lot of times you want to try and like figure out a sub's triggers. You don't want them to know that's what you're doing. You're kind of like sneaking around doing your homework. But in a session situation, it's very easy to say, okay, so I typically for me, I'll say, okay, so you want to schedule a session. What does that look like for you? What are you expecting in a session? What, what are you into? Um, and obviously you want to discuss limits. That's very important. Their limits, my limits, the rules. Like I have a rule that I'm not touched above the knee unless that's a command that you're given. Um, you know, you do not remove my shoes without permission. I mean, that's kind of a no brainer, you know, most subs wouldn't do that, but you know, it's just, you know, I give them the rules. We chat, um, you know, we talk about limits, we, we set up safe words, even if they, oh, I've had so many subs, I don't need safe words. Yeah, buddy, you do. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not meeting you unless we have safe words in place, because I don't know what your sessions before have looked like. But if someone tells me they want a brutal foot session, that's what they're going to get. Like I literally did one last week, the guy safe worded after nine minutes and left and then hit me up and was like, Oh my God, I can't wait to do that again. <laughs> It was so funny. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, you just that for me, the process is, you know, tribute, be very clear in your intentions. I want a session. That's what I want. Like, you know, and then from there, it's just conversation. And then you just want to you want to chat enough um, with this. For me, it's usually a week or two um, of chatting like pretty regularly to just kind of build up like an online dynamic before I even agree to do the session, take the deposit, schedule it. But I'm also booked out usually like three or four weeks in advance. So it gives me plenty of time to chat with people, you know, in between sessions. Wow. Wow. Now, now, where, how do you guys decide on a place to meet with sessions? Do, do you guys get like a hotel or what does that, how does that work there? Okay. So for me, I like to call myself the Dom next door. Um, I bought an SUV and I fold down my back seats and I have some old blankets and pillows from my house. Um, I throw them in there. That's for my comfort. <laughs> um, I have a container with like Lysol wipes, paper towels, bottles of water. Um, I do keep a few weapons stashed around in there. I'm not going to lie. Um, but anyway, so I kind of, I call it my mobile dungeon. And so I pick the locations um, that I feel safe in. Um, you know, usually public parking lots, but like big ones where you can kind of like, you know, park off to the side away from people. Um, and because for me, it's really important to never be alone with someone. Um, it's a minimum of three sessions for me. So um, I actually one of my subs is in here right now. And uh, we are going to a hotel today. Hey, um, but this will be our second hotel trip. But we do a lot of public stuff also. Um, and we've sessioned in my car more times than I can count. So <laughs> we see each other pretty often, but yeah, so we're doing like a really big, uh, thing today. We're going to actually probably meet up around three and then we'll probably be there till midnight, but we also do a lot of like, um, so for us, it's not like straight session all the time. So we sort of like very, um, just kind of ease in and out of it. So like, we'll hang out, we'll smoke, we'll like whatever. And then like, all of a sudden, like, he'll, I'll just give him a look and he just knows like, it, you know, and then so we'll session for a bit and then we'll probably like grab some dinner, then we'll session some more like, you know what I mean? Like, it's gotcha. really, when you have a sub that you've built up a really good relationship with, like an hour is not enough. It really is not. So did and you, 
You you mentioned that a little earlier just now. Three, you said to another to feel comfortable. It's three sessions minimum. Yeah. So for me to get it like a hotel room with someone, it would be a minimum of we've sessioned in my car three times before. I see. I, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I was. I just. I wasn't. Uh, I. I didn't quite catch that one. Um. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I. I, I believe. I appreciate that. And. And do you have someone there, uh, like a backup person? Like, do you, yeah. do you do this all by yourself or how does that work? Yeah. Definitely 100% of the time, the first time I meet someone, um, my roommate has a friend who's like, you know, was a football player, just this very big, intimidating guy. But funnily, funny enough, he is... Um, pretty beta and submissive. And I think if push came to shove, I'd be the one protecting both of us, but he just looks super, super intimidating. <laughs> um, so he usually wherever I'm meeting, um, I have him go like 15, 20 minutes early um, and park. So like the person is never aware that my bodyguard is there. Um, we have a signal, which I've you know, said before, I won't say what it is, you know, publicly because for my own safety, but anyone yeah, that knows what it is, you know, you can DM me, but um, yeah, so we have a signal. Um, and so if he sees that, then he knows that, you know, something bad is happening. I've never actually had to use it. Um, but having him there is a good peace of mind. It's, you know, makes me feel safe. Um, and yeah, so then usually after the first time I can tell like, well, one, usually if I don't enjoy myself, I'm not sessioning with you again. There's no amount of money worth me being like bored and aggravated because there's so many people out there that want to session. I'm sure I'll have fun with someone else. Um, but yeah, if I if we hit it off and we vibe good and the session's great, uh, typically I don't have him come for the second session. Um, I, I think I have once maybe had him go to like a second session with someone just cause it was in a location that I was not really familiar with. Um, but other than that, yeah, typically I just use him the first time and I do pay him. Um, but I know some doms that have like boyfriends that'll do it or, you know, friends or whatever, but sure. I, for me, it's worth the investment to have someone on call because I get, you know, I may have a cancellation. I may end up doing something, you know, with like it maybe a regular it hits me up. It's like, hey, I really just want to hand you some cash. Can you like, meet me in like an hour or whatever? And, you know, I'll be like, oh, sure. You know, I'll do that. But like if it's I don't know, like I just like I like paying for someone to do it because I feel like then he's more motivated to like actually do. A right. Good Right, right. Um, let, let's go to the flip side of the cash meet. So you just, I, I think you did a really great job there explaining the in real life session. Let's turn, let's go on the flip side of the cash meet. So the cash meet is more public, um, you know, and, and the person is coming in, is coming to give you cash. What is it that they, what kind of mindset do they have? The, is the kink is really for them giving them cash and, and just being kind of teased and denied because they don't really get to touch you. Um, what does that look like? Well, I am not a fin sub, so I can only like, <laughs> <laughs> based on what I'm, what I'm thinking, which is that, you know, since fandom is like controlling someone through their finances. Right. So I think like, a lot of guys who do these cash meets are people who are just dealing with a lot of stress in their everyday life, you know, whether it's work, home, whatever. Sometimes they can be like, you know, I have a I have a guy who um, is a 
I, I would never, ever, ever say, but um, he's a politician. So, you know, obviously we do cash meets. They're like really quick and a lot of money um, and very random. But I've noticed that normally it's like when there's a lot of like stuff going on in his political situation is when it's like he just needs to give up that control. I think for a fin sub and, and I could be wrong. Cause like I said, I'm not one. And hopefully if there's one in here, maybe they could, you know, shoot me a DM if I'm wrong and <laughs> explain to me the difference. But um, I really just think that it's like, you know, it's not a transactional thing as far as like physical punishment. I don't know that it's humiliation even. I think it's just more of like wanting to give up control, wanting to, you know, just, have someone else be in charge. And I, I, you know, for me, I think that's, I've never, I never feel unsafe with a cash meet. I really don't like, it's just, I know it's just going to be so like, I almost like, I don't want to say I feel bad. I don't feel bad. I love it. But I mean, it's just like, I do, I always question. I'm like, what is this doing? Like, what is this doing for them? Just literally seeing me for five minutes and handing me money. I'm not complaining, but I mean, it's a great question. And I thought about it a lot. That's the best I can come up with is that it's really just more of a power exchange. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think that part of it is that they, they finally see you in person. I think that's another thing too, is like, they've seen you online for so long or they've maybe heard your voice and then now it's finally like two and two together. Like you get to, she's moving in <laughs> three dimensional, <laughs> you yeah, know, in front of you. That's a big thing too, because most cash meets, I mean, they're like literally shaking. Like when they walk up to you, really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I sweating, shaking, mumbling their words. Like it's so endearing and cute. It really is. You're just like, Oh my God, look at you. Like you're so weak. Like it's crazy. They are definitely. I love that. Yeah, for sure. The weakest ones are the cash. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. Um, let, let's turn the, the conversation a little bit towards, uh, you know, femdom, findom, and a uh, content uh, selling because I know that that we, we were on a space before um, and you wanted to shine a light on like the difference between selling content without diluting findom because I know you have experience uh, in the real life world like outside of the online world and then you come into the online world and you're kind of just like wait a second <laughs> this is not exactly as this should be. <laughs> so yeah. tell me about that. Okay. So as, as we kind of talked about this before, like femdom is, you know, BDSM, it's kink, it's, you know, it can be online, it can be in person. Findom is like the ultimate purest form of fandom like it's literally money money really controls our world right like everything costs money people work for money you know money money is power so when someone their kink is you know giving up power and this is why why i said that about the cash meets you know fandom is literally financial domination it's controlling someone through their finances and that is like the ultimate power because you know what i mean um, and so I feel like fandom and femdom definitely can go together. However, selling content is not fandom. Fandom is controlling you through your finances. Selling content is 
you're providing a service, you're selling a service. So I do customs for this guy all the time. I'm sure you guys see me post about he loves, uh, I go out and it's actually quite fun. I go out and collect bugs. And then I make like giantess, like tiny squishing videos. But when I post them or I post about them, you will notice I never use Findom anywhere in my post because I'm not practicing Findom with this person. I am selling content to this person. I am providing a service to this person. So I think you can do all three of those things and, and do them well. Yeah. Um, but I just think that you just need to say like, you know, this is me selling content. Like, Hey, you want some, you know, I did, I did this video the other night, this guy wanted like a face sitting video and I have this big teddy bear. So I was like, would this work? And I made this like humiliation face sitting video with my teddy bear and he loved it. But I mean, I would say, you know, that's just something fun that I do like for some extra money. Like that's not who I am. That's just like a little side hustle, you know? So I just think you can't like promote that as part of your, you know, Findom profile. You can just be like, hey, this is also something that I offer on the side. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I understand what you mean. Yeah. And and it's it, it the lines do blur a little bit because you know, for example, you just made it you made a video, a humiliation video, uh or or even where you're the the one where you're crushing bugs. Uh, and and even in the videos, you're the one above the guy. Like you're the one dominating. Even in the video, you're dominating, or or you're the one humiliating, or you're the one in charge. And so that guy might be a submissive, but maybe just not a submissive to you in that, you know, in an ongoing relationship. He's just a submissive. He's not your submissive. He's just a submissive. Um, exactly. He's just a community slut that buys right. content. And right. It, and I, that's what I'm saying. Like, con like I'm selling femdom content, but I'm not selling Findom content. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like humiliation vids. Um, absolutely. You know, that's definitely part of, of femdom. So I'm selling femdom content, but I'm not selling Findom content. Cause you can't sell in my, in my opinion, you can't sell Findom content because it should be more about your words and your control and not about your body. I mean, that's just my opinion. I, that's personally for me selling your body is not uh is not fandom that that's just my opinion yeah no I, I i agree with you and i'm and i welcome anyone uh to come up and um have an open discussion uh, about this at this time or, or if they, anyone wants to ask any questions or contribute to uh, the conversation they're more than welcome to because I I think that's really important what you're what you're talking about Mr. Angelica because a lot of people get confused of like well what do I have how can I be um is there a way to do fin dom purely fin dom without having to do fem dom uh or selling content like it I, it doesn't seem like in this online world that we're all in, you can only focus on one thing and at least at the beginning and kind of take off with that. What, what are your thoughts? 
No, I completely agree. Um, I almost every Dom that I see, like some of the, you know, bigger Doms that I follow uh, from when I first started and I was trying to really like get a handle on how to transfer, you know, from the real life to the online. And, um, you know, I've noticed like almost all of them have OnlyFans or they do content or, you know, whatever. So like, I think Twitter is a really great space for kind of figuring out who you are and what you excel at because there are so many avenues to make money and meet people um you know until you really figure out like this is this is what feels good to me this is what feels right this is what I want to focus on um but I like I said I don't think I, I never ever ever will knock a woman for getting her bag period I don't care what you do to get your money I respect you so you know this isn't me saying like I don't respect what other people do I'm only speaking for myself and I really honestly believe that if you if you look up the definition of fandom it's financial domination so maybe some people choose to but I, I've seen some crazy messages from doms to subs that have been sent to me and I'm like wow like I <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's all I got to say. So, you know, I feel like not everyone follows the same rules. I try to just focus on finding other doms that have a similar uh, vibe and message or, you know, that I just want to support what they're doing. Um, and then I just don't engage in bullshit and drama. It's just not for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and so what um, what are the most common questions or what are some of the most common questions that you, we may, we, we haven't already covered uh, that newer doms tend to ask you in your DMs or is it was, is it just about meetups more than, you know, is that, is it solely about that or do they ask questions about other things when, when they're starting out? Oh yeah, for sure. I've even had doms, um, like newer doms ask me like, what are some rules that I can give my subs? Like, what are some things that I should have them do? You know, what are some punishments? And, you know, not, not to be rude, but like, those are questions that I'm kind of like, if you can't figure that out, this is not for you. Like you're either naturally dominant or you're not. And like, I can give people words to say, and I can give them advice, but like, you have to actually believe that and be that, you know, I can't be in a session with you. So, um, you know, I have no problem giving out like, you know, advice and help. Um, the biggest thing that I try and do is like, um, I always hear like, how do I attract subs? I don't have any subs. I've been on here for, you know, six months, eight months, you know, whatever. And I don't have a sub, like, how do I do that? And honestly, the real answer is be yourself, be yourself. And don't, don't feed into subs kinks right? Because now they're, they're the one with the power because you're feeding into them instead of them wanting to make you happy and please you. So what, what, what do you mean feeding them kinks? What does that look like? So say there's a Dom who does not like, you know, she doesn't like feet. She doesn't like humiliation. I see a lot of Doms that are like um, the softer mommy Doms that really just don't enjoy humiliating people and speaking badly to them. But now they have someone that, you know, like, they're like, okay, well, I don't have any subs, I'm not making any money, like, let me just, you know, post these, like, you know, 
comments or posts or whatever and just be like kind of rude and humiliating because that's you know what people want but then the problem is you get someone who does want to do a skype session or does want to you know whatever and they're expecting you to do that but the thing is while you might be able to text it in a post it's not who you are so then you're getting into your sessions and you just can't do that, you know, and then it's like just leaving a bad taste in your mouth. It's leaving a bad taste in the subs mouth. It's just not an enjoyable experience for anyone. So I think if you just really like are true to who you are, the right people will find you and, and you have to put in the work. Like I am honestly on here secretly at 7am every day, responding to messages, checking notifications, you know, then I'm popping over on Snapchat, then I'm back on Twitter, then I'm posting, I'm always taking pictures, I'm always, you know, answering messages and tweet. And and then like, next thing I know, it's like one o'clock in the morning, I'm like, Did I, have I really, like, spent so much time on Twitter? And then, you know, so yeah, I do make a lot of money, but I also put in a lot of work. And if Absolutely. you don't, if you don't put in the work, it's not money's just not going to happen. Like, yes. I don't know, yeah, who who told everyone that you could just come online and be rude to people and make money? That is not true. Absolutely, and um, I, I I know that Mistress Veronica uh, uh, wanted to come up and speak. And before I, I pass on the mic to her, really quick, Mistress Angelica, because and I'm gonna put myself out there here um, and kind of apply this to myself because I completely agree with you. I think that doms should only do what makes them comfortable. Like for example, every time I think about uh, you know, degradation. I'm not terribly into it. Um, I like humiliation, you know, like to me, humiliation is like a guy's cheeks getting red. And I think that's why I love like public humiliation or doing things publicly. Um, uh, but at the same time, I find that when I take, for example, pictures in public of my feet in public, some of the messages that I get are from guys that are like, are like uh do you do meetups let's do like a session and i'm like well in my mind i have it more of like a cash meet where it's like you get to meet me in public which is why i like that you said a cash meet is in public and i'm like that's perfect because i literally love doing things in public um and maybe we can, you know, have a, a, a scenario where like we meet in the park and you're in my footstool and then I, you know, uh, take you around and, 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 and you can just take me shopping and, uh, you know, give me money. And I think that's kind of the scenario that I have in mind um, or the and I think you mentioned this earlier in a previous space that, that we were both in is that one of the things that you and I have is that we kind of show our lives a little bit and like what we're doing and so that subs feel like they can come along for the ride is it possible to for a sub to come along for the ride via online because i do see this happen in instagram vanilla world where there's beautiful women traveling they go to italy they go to greece and people follow them because they live vicariously through them and I think that's one of the things that I'm most comfortable with is like, how do I have these guys sent to me because they enjoy living vicariously through me, not necessarily because I want to meet in person and do a session. Am I, am I making sense there? Yeah, absolutely. And you will, and, and you will get that because even if it's people who can't meet in person. So what I like to do in those situations is like with my fin subs that are contributing regularly, um, 
they either have my Snapchat or I'll like record videos like just throughout the day. Like they get like cute little vanilla vids, they get pics, you know, and I just, and that's exactly what I do. I make them a part of my everyday life. You know, I'm hiking, I might, you know, send them some pics or vids while I'm hiking. If I'm, you know, it's absolutely, if I'm out spending their money, I'm going to be like, Hey, look what you just bought me. Like I just had a sub pay for my uh the bong <laughs> that I'm smoking right now the other day you know so I absolutely was like at the smoke shop like hey look what you just paid for like you know what I mean and so absolutely so it it can be um I also have met a sub through Twitter who is very local to me and we are working towards him serving me um in person you know fairly regularly. So he's actually auditioning tomorrow. I will send you a message and let you know how it goes. I don't know. I might post something. We'll see. But uh, yeah, so he is, we, we did a, uh, a quick cash meet and we did a mini session and uh, this will be his audition tomorrow to be like an actual servant of mine. Um, so yeah, so I'm pretty excited. I've got a pretty exciting weekend actually. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, please keep keep me updated. Keep us updated. I mean, I, I, again, I highly recommend joining any of Mistress Angelica's uh, spaces. They're they're great. Uh, I want to pass on the mic to Mistress Veronica and, and give her a chance to speak because I know she's been waiting so patiently. Oh, my gosh. No, this has been just amazing listening to the two of you. Thank you so much for taking out the time and doing this. Um, super appreciated. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about ownership and the whole issue with ownership because sometimes I have subs approach me right off the bat. Like, I want you to own. Oh, who the heck is you? Like, that's always my reaction. Like, know what you want and coming into it without even having established a relationship and you're already jumping to ownership. And also the approach of because I'm paying, I'm going to get it, um, I think is kind of like presumptuous at times like no I have to actually want to do this and enjoy doing it as well exactly what um, Mistress Angelica was saying so that said I wanted you to talk a little bit about ownership and how that happens sure so when I first came to Twitter just because like I said you know I've always like organically sort of picked up subs I had this timeline in my head that I was not going to like own anyone from Twitter until they had been serving me for like a year, which let me tell you is very unrealistic because Twitter subs are flighty as fuck. You're lucky if you have them around for a couple months. Um, they just tend to feel guilty and deactivate and then come back and serve someone else probably. I don't know. But anyway, um, so now um, I have different criteria for people that are online and people that are um, in person. So, but obviously ownership is something. And I um, actually, Mr. Veronica and I had spoke about this kind of privately in DMs, but it's something that you have to work for. I've heard some doms say like, okay, you know, I won't own you till you've personally sent me a thousand dollars or I won't even consider you till you've sent me, you know, $500. So I guess it just really depends because for me, I work with people's budgets. So, you know, it, if someone has, if someone makes a lot of money, then you're going to send me a lot of money. But if it's someone who's like, you know, out of college, they're struggling, they're just starting out. I'm not going to leave anyone homeless and without food. So we're going to, you're going to show me your pay stubs, your bank statements, and we're going to figure out, you know, what you can afford to give me. Um, so I like to really do it based, you know, sub-based, but um, definitely to even be under consideration of ownership, like even to be considered, like, I don't know if you guys have noticed, like some of 
my subs will have like owned and then some of them will be under consideration. So um, you have to be under consideration for at least a month before I would even consider talking to you about ownership. And in that time, you've tributed regularly. We've spoken every day. You're promoting me and helping me to bring in more subs, you know, so it's it's different for everyone what they require. Um, But and then for you know, IRL subs, it's basically the same sort of protocol, but like a minimum of 10 sessions before ownership. Great question. And and thank you for sharing that, Mistress Angelica. Um, I, I, I want to go back to uh, the in-person scenario. So, so I know you had the, uh, I know with you, it was like where you worked, um, you know, in the hospitality business. What about, you know, someone who, let's say, works from home and they want to find subs in person? Where would you suggest that they look? Um, I would say, honestly, Twitter at this point is like the best. Like, if you put, po- if you just, if you want to meet people in person, you want to just start posting that you're looking for, you know, uh, people to serve in real life. And I promise you, your DMs will just be flooded. Like it, it, (laughs) it's honestly made me very lazy, but I do still enjoy like breaking people in public, but I'm only, this is what I do now. So I guess essentially I work from home. Like I haven't worked, um, in the, you know, restaurant business since COVID. So this is what I've been doing full time. It pays all of my bills and, you know, everything else that I do. Um, And Twitter has really like increased that for me so much. But now, yeah, I just, if I'm like, oh, you know, all my bills are paid, but I want to take a trip to the beach. Like, let me just post, you know, that I'm looking for some people to meet up with. And like, yeah, you just, that's all it takes. It all it takes is a post. <laughs> right, right. And, and what about, would it be the same thing? It all it takes is a post for a cash meet? Would it be kind of out of the ordinary or kind of, if I, someone, if a dom just said like, hey, I want to do a cash meet, I'll be here at this time. You know, like, I don't know, I'll be in the city at this time, whoever wants to do a cash meet or something like that. Like, how would I see Dom's post that all the time? And honestly, if you want to do that, I mean, I'm hoping that they're doing it with, you know, it, safely, like, with, you know, like, right, right. A lot of Dom's will like be friends with other Dom's and they're like, okay, you know, me, like, say it was like the three of us, say, like, me, Goddess Mari, and Mistress Veronica are going to be in London at such and such a town square, you know, at this time, like, get, you know, tribute and pay your deposit and schedule your cash meet. And then, but there's like multiple people and you definitely want to always, always still video verify and get a deposit. And you know what I mean? Like if you want to do that, it's okay to cut out that chat time if you're being safe and it's a very public location, but um, for sure, I mean, definitely you still want to video verify. You don't want some be, you're like a sitting duck if you don't even know what this person looks like. You know what I mean? Like you can't just have, I, I, I would hope that no one's giving out specific locations until after a deposit. And you're just saying like, I will be like in this general vicinity. In this, right, yeah. right. In the general vicinity. Right, right, right. And then, and then you, what you can also do is like whoever messages you can be like, and then you agree upon, you can be like, change the location, <laughs> you know, I've, to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I've done that for sure. Yeah. Um, changed it last minute. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's really I, I'm. I'm really interesting that you're, I'm so glad you're sharing all this because I think there's not enough information about this. And so it's so great to hear about it. So you take a deposit for both cash meets and in real life sessions? Absolutely. If you are going on my schedule for my time, then my time is valuable and expensive. So I'm getting a deposit regardless because a lot of subs chicken out and back out. I would say like one in five, like don't even happen even after a deposit just because they just get scared. I mean, wow. Yeah. So I would say definitely always get a deposit. I usually only do like a $25 deposit for a cash meet because I don't travel for those. I do them, you know, pretty locally. So, um, but at least that way I've made 25 bucks and then usually I'll just go and, you know, blast them on Twitter and then they deactivate anyway. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, if anybody else would like to come up, I, I'm going to reset the room. This is the Mankey PP podcast, episode 12. Uh, I have Mistress Angelica here. We're talking about cash meets in real life sessions. You know, the difference between the two, femdom, findom. Uh, Mistress Angelica, when did you find an interest in findom? And how did you understand that that was findom and not, and not femdom? Or do you see a mix between the two? Do you feel that it's possible to do FinDom without the FemDom? I think that it is, but I think it's very rare. Um, you know, like I said, I think being a FinSub is like a very specific kink um, for someone to truly just want to give you money and not want anything in return. Um, I think that they're out there, but I they're very hard to come by. I um, think mostly what happens is that, you know, like you said, they want to pay for your time. They want to pay for your attention. Maybe they want to see you in person. Um, they want to buy you gifts because they like the attention they get when you open them or you post them. Um, so I think like it's mostly just a matter of them wanting to have that connection to you, wanting to feel like they're a part of you right right that's yeah and and there's is it possible to I mean I think it is that that some subs don't realize they're fin subs and and then you kind of just make them get in touch with that or do they end up converting into that you know like they, they kind of start off as a fin sub uh or or they start off as like a content buyer and then somehow it develops into them being a fin sub. Have you found that as well? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that just comes from building a relationship, you know, someone like I, I'm always very chatty with people. Um, I just, I like to, to get to know people. I'm very interested in the human mind and how it works. So I probably say, half my conversations are with subs that aren't even like my subs just because I'm always like picking their brain and trying to figure out like, you know, how the sub mind works. It's just like very fascinating to me. So yes, um, me too. It's very fascinating to me too. Yes. (laughs) I've definitely found where people that I never expected, I'll just randomly get a send. And it was just like, you know, this is just because I enjoy our conversations or this is just, you know, for the advice that you gave me, or this was for, you know, whatever. Like, and so, that does happen. Um, and it's, you know, doesn't, they don't always continue to send, but I find that sometimes once you build up a relationship, like they do start sending B 
because they want to. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of ordering my subs to send. I mean, I definitely get in the moods, um, you know, and I'll be like, I want coffee, send me money for coffee. Like, you know what I mean? Or, or I was like getting my oil changed and my sub was like, I was really putting it off. So finally he like sent me money to get it done. So I would do it because I just was not doing it and I needed to, I do a lot of driving. So, um, yeah, but I think, I think that's just, it just kind of happens for sure. Um, you know, I had a sub send me money the other day that is definitely not a fin sub and has it all over their bio and profile that they do not send. They do not send. They're not into fandom. And then just like sent me money, you know, because I posted a picture in my strap and he was just like, I literally came in my pants when I saw that post. I had to send you money. <laughs> so I think, yeah, it definitely happens, but it's like communication and relationship building. What are some of the biggest mistakes or downfalls that you see both doms and subs do? We'll start with doms. Like, what do you see is a, is a, is a, is that you, that you see it on the timeline or you see it in person and you're like, oh no, don't do that. <laughs> the word need. If I see the word need, I literally cringe and I, it takes everything in my power not to DM the dom and be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> because doms don't need anything we want it we deserve it we expect it we don't need it we don't need it we want it we deserve it we expect it that that i that is probably for me the number one thing that that makes me cringe honestly what about subs because there's you know you know it's funny there's a lot of uh what we call bait tweets on Twitter, you know, where like uh, there'll be an account that says, I just want to send money to beautiful Dom. And there'll be like a million likes and a million comments on it from Dom's trying to, you know, uh, telling the, the, the account to approach. Um, do you think that that's, uh, do you think that real subs, you know, sometimes do do that? You know, actually I, I because I did have an experience with, um, one of my Dom friends who created a, who, who her sub created an account saying that they were new to Findom and that they were, uh, they wanted to experiment. And it was just like an act. It was all an act because we had all played with him before. And I, and at that moment I thought to myself, like, wait, this literally looks like it could be a bait tweet, but this is an actual sub doing that it just I, I think it kind of sucks for the subs that maybe really do want to put themselves out there uh you know and then they say something and then it just it is seen as a bait tweet because there are a million bait tweets out there do you know what I mean oh yeah absolutely and whenever you know I told you I talked to a lot of subs so my advice always is like if you are seriously looking to make a connection with someone then instead of bait tweeting and saying the same thing as everyone else why don't you put yourself out there you know why don't you talk about things that are interesting to you or you know something about who you are as a person because a dom, <laughs> doms that respond to, I use the word dom lightly, and I'm probably going to lose a lot of followers after this, but doms that respond to those tweets that you were talking about, um, you know, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> it's 
please. Like you literally are making everyone look bad. <laughs> um, Dom should never approach subs. And I'm not saying don't have a conversation with a sub, but don't approach a sub. Like, and if uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't know how to say this without, I don't say even it, to say it, say it. <laughs> it, it goes right back to where I said, don't say need. It makes you look cheap. It makes you look needy. It makes you look like not a Dom. That that's my opinion. Right. So, and any sub who is going to go after these doms that are, you know, responding to these bait tweets, then chances are, you know, you're not going to have a very fulfilling experience either. So, you know, I, I just think that, and I do agree with you. I think that well-established subs create these little fake accounts, honestly, probably out of boredom just to see, you know, what they can get away with because there's so many newer doms that'll just give out so much free content. So, you know, it really, I think, um, it, it's just a little game that people play, but yeah, as a Dom, if you're responding to a bait tweet, don't expect any real subs to then DM you. You're not going to make real money doing this because you're not respecting yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, let's talk about content right there for a second. How much content is too much content? Because I do see that well-established doms, like sometimes I'll go on their Twitter profile and it's just it's just text tweets, you know, and I think it's because they're already well-established. They don't necessarily need to post photos, too many photos about themselves. How much content is too much content when you're first starting out? or when you've, you know, growing, or at what point do you uh, even that out? Um, well, I would say in the beginning, content's really important because you want people to get to know you and what you're about. So I'd say in the beginning, like, um, but me personally, I like taking content. I like posting. Um, so I do it like based on my moods. Like there'll be days where maybe I'm just going to recycle some old content and do a lot of text tweets. Cause I'm just not feeling, you know, usually it's like right around my period. <laughs> Cause I don't, I don't feel sexy. I don't feel, you know, I feel like gross. So I'll like recycle, you know, some old content or maybe some content that I haven't posted on Twitter that I just had like in my phone. Um, but then that's when I'll try and be more heavy on the text tweeting. But yeah, I mean, content for me, I feel like is just a great way for, you know, I, I mean, we're all kind of exhibitionists, right? We like to show off. We want to look good. We want attention. I mean, that's, that's the truth. And subs are the same way. You know, they like being praised. They like responses to their tweets. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone just wants to be noticed, you know? Um, and yeah, I do see, and I think with the more established doms, you know, same thing. I have a few, I follow, I go to their profile and I'm like, holy moly, there's so many tweets on here, but like very little content. But the, but like you said, you know, they're making their money. They have their regulars for sessions. They have, you know, whatever they're, they've got going on on the side. So this may not be their only, um, right. main source of you know, communicating with subs, like they may be big on loyal fans or, you know, whatever. So I think it just really depends. But in the beginning, it is very, very important to help establish who you are to be, I would say, post almost every hour. It doesn't even have to be anything super spectacular, but just make yourself like present on the timeline, you know, say, 
say things that maybe make people, you know, like say intelligent things that make people think. And that's how I've met some really great people on here is like someone will comment on one of my posts and then it's like, so thought intriguing and then I'll respond and then maybe I'll like DM them and be like, Hey, let's continue this conversation, but like not on my profile. Like, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, absolutely. Really appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah, again, I want to just reset the room. This is the Mankey PP pod episode 12. Anyone who wants to come up and, and uh, have a question or open a discussion or, uh, please feel free to do so. I, I want to talk about really quick to Mistress Angelica about um, how easy, I did, and this is just a topic of discussion. Like, I'm sure it's easy for you. It's easy for me too. How quickly you can tell when you're talking to someone, whether they're truly a submissive or not. And I want to put that out there because maybe some doms will start talking to guys and, uh, you know, maybe they can't tell right away that that's whether it's really a sub or not. You know, I, I understand.